welcome to Really Important Fictional Things. I'm Avery. And I'm Rosie. And this week we are talking about sex education and I am so excited. I'm obsessed with this show. And then we are skipping the list at the end, but we will tell you what we've watched. It's been two weeks, so there's a lot. There's a lot to talk about. We have a lot to say. (laughs) Avery is remote again, just in case you hear any doggos. Yeah, my dogs might bark in the background, (laughs) but I finally got the Rona. Here it is. And we're doing all the precautions, and tomorrow she will be released back into the wild. Finally. Safely. Honestly, I was starting to feel like uncool that I hadn't gotten it yet. (laughs) I was like, do I not have enough friends? Yeah, you haven't been out. You haven't been exposed to enough people and things. Yeah, exactly. No, I still haven't. So finally, with the cool kids. I've decided (laughs) instead of thinking I'm uncool, I've decided to think that I'm like, I just have an immune system of solid steel, which makes no sense at all because I used to be sick all the time. No, I know. Maybe we've swapped. We swapped. But also, it's like, I just want to note that it's kind of fucked up to say I'm a cool kid now that I had Rona. Well, but, but we get it's it. It's just a joke. I totally get <laughs> it. Yes, of course. Um, all right. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. So you've had COVID. You've been stuck in your home. You've watched a lot of stuff. Hit me with the top mm-hmm. few. What What have you got? What have you, What's... Okay, so in the last 24 hours, I rewatched all of Normal People <laughs> on Hulu. I really like when you just do a solid go. Of, I've done that. It's great. <laughs> yeah. It is such a fucking good show. Yeah. It's like the amount of times I said out loud, like, this is so good. <laughs> <laughs> Did you read the books or the book? I no, I never read the book. Yeah. I, just curious. I should read it. But just like the quality of the acting, because the whole thing is that they just keep misunderstanding each other. Right. Yeah. And you see these little micro reactions and oh, my God, it's so good. The acting is incredible in that show. Yeah. I thought multiple times about how many chemistry reads they might have done. And like, did they make them make out a lot? Yeah, I don't know. They must have. Yeah. To I cast mean, it? I know. Obviously, I know they do chemistry reads. I've like listened to interviews about people talking about doing them, like actors doing them. Yeah. How much do they make them hook up? How much do they make them do the physical parts? I mean, I think this particular thing that's such a central thread of yeah. the story, like their connection right. physically is the thing that keeps them coming back to each other. Yeah. So I feel like they must to make sure that they're comfortable enough. Yeah. Because they have to be... I mean, you just use the word intimate. I don't know what other words you'd use. It's very intimate what they're doing because theirs isn't just, yeah. I mean, it's intimate if it's your body in any way, but their connection is so like it's romantic intimacy when it's physical also. It's mm-hmm. not like a throw you up against the wall and like, let's get down vibe. No, I, but the also weird without going too far into normal people, <laughs> I think the interesting thing about it is that it's not even, it is romantic. I'm not saying it's not Mm -hmm. romantic, but it's almost not even like romantic love. Like it's just these two people that like fit each other in this really specific way. I don't know. I don't know. I hear what you're saying. It's because it's not, I don't know. I haven't seen it in a while. So maybe you'll disagree with this statement, but I, well, we disagree on love stories because we I, we've had this conversation about like Titanic, but I didn't watch it wanting like what they had looked hard and confusing. I wasn't watching it being like, what a perfect romantic story. 
to at, try to achieve. You're like, you poor little babies can't get this mm-hmm. right, unfortunately. And they're young, right? Yes, they started as high schoolers and okay. then they get to like graduate schools. Okay. Covers like 10, 10 years probably. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a long time. Wow. Okay. I definitely did not realize it was that much time. Yeah. And that's another thing that's great about the acting because they, like when they were in high school, I was just like, oh my God, this acting is so good because they're just playing like that naivete Mm -hmm. that I feel like it's hard to tap back into. Yeah. Well, they also just last note on their acting. She was in Fresh, which we talked about and talked about how phenomenal her acting was there. So it definitely wasn't Mm -hmm. like a typecast. She just was good, normal people. And then I haven't seen him in anything else, but you saw him in that movie about motherhood. Wasn't he in that movie? Mm -hmm. Was he good in that? The Lost Daughter. The Lost Daughter. Yeah, he was quite good in it. It was definitely a bit part. Yeah. Um, So there was not a lot of time to shine. But fun fact, he's dating Phoebe Bridgers. (gasps) Are you very excited about that? I mean, I'm not like fangirling about (laughs) it, but I do feel like it makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That fits. As someone that I feel like she's primarily dated women, it makes sense to me that she would go for this guy. Yeah, yeah. That's really interesting. I didn't know that. I just feel like going back to the physical thing, I feel like some part of you must be in love with the other person when you're filming. Yeah, we've talked about this. I think I'd fall in love with every single person I acted in a scene with. Or I'd hate them. Yeah, you have to. But I don't think I'd... hate them. Yeah, like I don't think you'd be like... I don't know how you could feel lukewarm about someone you had to do that with. Yeah, and I feel like it contributes in this case to their dynamic of like, we are best friends and we're the only people that get each other. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that two actors felt like that too. Yes, I'm sure they did. Especially being the two leads of a show like that. Like the amount of work they had to, or the amount of like scenes they're in in comparison to any other actor on that set. It's like dramatically different. Right. And just the collaboration yeah. on the physical scenes right. must have been like such a strong bond. Yeah, agreed. So I watched that. I also, complete flip side, I watched The Ultimatum <laughs> on Netflix. Yeah. could I didn't, I like, I, well, because it's Nick Lachey and Vanessa Lachey's show. Mm-hmm. And you know I watch Love is Blind. So they, right. at the end of the reunion for Love is Blind, they do a pitch for it, like, to get viewers, obviously. And I watch yeah. it being like, oh, no. Like, if I watch it, I'd be sucked <laughs> in. Were you sucked in? Yeah, I watched yeah. the whole thing in, like, three days. <laughs> Yeah. How did, I mean, thumbs up? Do you recommend it? I mean, it was not good. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it didn't make me feel good watching it, but it was super interesting. Mm-hmm. And I am glad that I saw it. Yeah. That's how I feel about Love is Blind. Like, I don't know yeah. that I'd go out trying to get everyone else to watch it, but it's, it's fascinating. It's fascinating. And then also <laughs> men are just trash. Or the men trash. <laughs> like a, yes. And they were all trash in different ways. Well, and you watched it being like, look at all these ways that men are stereotypically trash. Were <laughs> any of the women trash? Yeah, but in a different way. Yeah. Like uh, most of the trash happenings that women are doing are reactions yeah. to the sexist roles that right. they're being forced to play. And I mean, arguably, the men are also being forced to play sexual stereotype roles but yeah so there but their roles are preferable 
Like the, the stereotypical role for men, I mean, we're not men, but appears to be preferable. <laughs> like I'd rather have, well, I guess it depends on what it is, but I'm thinking about it specifically in relationships. Well, I guess I see what you're saying preferable in terms of in control. Yes, that's what I, I mean. think emotionally it's not necessarily but basically what happens is the women are just continually blaming themselves for everything and the men are also sort of blaming them so I don't know no one's happy but the women take the responsibility for that I think the when men are trash it's external and when women are trash it's often internal or towards the other Mm. women a lot of the time that's a really good point yeah god yeah (laughs) Men Men just make other people responsible for them constantly. This is why I don't want to hang out with straight men anymore. I'll hang out with queer men and women. (laughs) I mean, this is a great tee up for sex education, to be honest. That's true. (laughs) Looking at the different characters in that show that you'd like want to spend time with. Mm -hmm. Oh, boy. So what did you watch? What did I watch? So I'm in a weird place with TV where I want really what I want. So if you're listening, please give me a recommendation for a show out there. I want seven seasons. I want it to be long and good characters. I feel like I keep finding good shows, but there is a season or the first four episodes. And I just want to mm-hmm. dive in to a thing, which is why I think I keep rewatching stuff. Like I rewatched mm-hmm. Brooklyn Nine-Nine or Superstore. Anyway, what I watched and do recommend, although there's only four episodes so far, is Julia, which is a scripted show on HBO Max about Julia Childs. It just makes me want to look up everything about Julia Childs because I don't know how much of it is fictionalized. Um, mm-hmm. But she had the first. It's the story is about her getting the cooking show on WGBH, The French Chef, which was the first cooking show ever. So you even watch the producers think it's a terrible idea, like an older woman's going to be on TV. What the hell are you talking? Like, no one's going to watch that. (laughs) But the thing they think everyone will watch is like a show. Oh, my God. It's a famous show. Now I can't remember the name of it. They literally just interview writers and talk about books. It's like very mm. dense and it's typically men. Um, the the like host is a man who talks to other male authors about their writing. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's Great. a lot of talk shows. More straight men talking to straight <laughs> yeah, men like about the being straight. 60s. Yeah, it's so boring. <laughs> and their own hard work. And you're like, shut up. Anyway, so the producer who has to do her show is really uninterested in having to do it. But then he's he's like starting to get into it now. And he's he's like, well, if we're going to do this, we're going to do it well. So we need to figure out a better way to shoot the egg in the bowl when you're whisking it. Like if we only see the bowl, we can't really see what you're doing. So that's interesting to think about. I never thought about that. There was a first cooking show. Never occurred to me. Mm. I don't watch cooking shows. So it's fascinating just the way they come up with it. So it's interesting. And her relationship with her husband is very interesting as well. What uh, network is it on? It's on HBO Max. Okay, I'm going to start I recommend. That. It's good. And then the other thing I watched on HBO was Minx, which is about mm-hmm. a woman making a feminist magazine. But the only person who will make it is a guy who makes porno magazines. And so he's like, you can write whatever articles you want, but there has to be a dick in it. Like literally some dicks in it. So once again, once again, the white straight, <laughs> and they have to be whites. Can't families, get away from it. The straight men <laughs> can't get away from the dick. It's even in the magazine for the women, but the, but it's the seventies, so women are so excited to be able to like look at and like own like engage with a penis that isn't attacking them. Oh my god! Um, yeah, because it's it, that wasn't a thing. It it was very but good. It's the not whole first simultaneously season, making them afraid. Exactly, they are not afraid. <laughs> 
So that was really good as well. It's Jake Johnson is the porno king, porno magazine him. king. And he's not like that likable. Like some sometimes I like him, but I think just because he's Jake Johnson and I keep seeing Nick Miller and then he does what this character is really doing and he does some shady stuff. And then hmm. you're reminded he's not a good guy. But it's interesting when really likable actors do that. Have you ever had that? You keep liking the person and then it's really just because the actor yeah. is charming. Michael Keaton and <laughs> Birdman. Yeah. And that happened to me in the morning show with Steve Carell. Like he, you watched him sexually assault people, but he's so light. I was, it was very confusing. I think it happens in real life. Yes, too. I think it does. The second I said that, I was like, that, there's a lot of the problems we have. Yeah. And it adds such another level of betrayal. Right. Because you still feel emotionally close to this person. Yeah. And didn't expect it. Mm -hmm. So you somehow like it's so much harder to reach that anger or whatever emotion it is for you. Yeah. And how could someone that you had a good, really, quote unquote, good relationship with and connection with do this to you? (sighs) Yep. Yep. So anyway, I do recommend (laughs) both of those shows. And then I just started, what's it called? Winks? W-I-N-X. I don't know if that's how you say it. And that can't be right. It's a witch. It's a teen witch show on Netflix right up my alley. Mm. So excited. Go finish the first season. Only one season. What garbage is this? I thought I was walking into like a five season thing. So is it coming back? Very disappointed. Yeah, but I have a wait. I don't want to wait. I want someone to recommend something to me. I I'm seriously considering just watching This Is Us, which I yeah. was too heavy for me, but I, I think that's what I want right now. It's like deep, long, it's so long, big, emotional content. Nice. I'm the opposite. I'm like, give me a movie. Oh, yeah. I watched The Imitation Game. Oh, what'd you think? Yeah. Yeah. I was Which- like, yay, another World War II. <laughs> <laughs> to me, that's interesting. I actually did watch a lot of movies. I watched a movie, a random movie on Amazon Prime called In a Relationship about people falling out of their relationships. It was quite good. It had, um, oh my God, what's her name? Emma. That's her name. Emma Roberts. She's the AKA lead. the woman who broke Evan Peters. <laughs> right. Heart. We're not a fan. That's how we know her. That's how we know her. Anyway, it was it was quite good. It, wa- it, it was a very believable it was very believable. It felt very real. Oh, oh is it like gosh. a sorry? Is it like an anthology thing? No, it's like her and her, her and her boyfriend. Spoilers for this movie: no one knew existed. Her and her boyfriend, <laughs> um, they're together. You're watching them, and they've been together for like three or four years, and maybe just because it's a movie. But you're watching, being like, "Oh, this is you're both. This is not." You're unsatisfied, dissatisfied with this. She keeps saying she wants to move in, but she also keeps getting angry with him about like parts of his personality, which felt very believable Mm -hmm. to me. Totally. I've done that. Yes. So (laughs) he doesn't want to move in, blah, blah. And then it's basically following that, like how they both handle that. Do they connect again? They have some friends in common. They're in LA, which is interesting. And then simultaneously, her cousin comes to town and is sort of a the manic pixie dream girl, but more of the like airy vibe of that character. Mm-hmm. Um, and a guy who's just a total boy next door falls madly in love with her. And everyone's like, she's going to destroy you. Um, and you watch mm-hmm. them try to date, try being the opposite. <laughs> so it was believable. But at the end you were like, yeah, just be single guys. It's so much easier. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Um, that reminds me of the other thing I watched, which I told you I had watched life and death. Oh Yeah. Literally, I watched the whole thing in 
maybe eight hours. Like I finished the last one at 730 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there. I've been there. I don't want you to spoil too much. But yeah, we talked about this because I need to officially. I apparently stopped right before the good part. Well, I shouldn't say the good parts, but before the change happens. Is that right? Right, right before it got fun. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't fun. Yeah. I wasn't having any fun. No. So, it wasn't supposed to be fun. It was like yeah. sad. She's sad. Yeah, she's sad. Yeah. So Avery's challenge was to finish the episode I stopped in the middle of and see how I felt. And I finished it and was like, oh, yeah, okay. I'll keep watching. Like this. literally Rosie stopped the scene before <laughs> it got good. Yeah, that's what I did. So I'm going to go back. So by next week, I'll have finished that. It might be happening tonight. Oh, so good. Michael Sarah is so good in it. Yeah. Yeah. Once he was there, I was like, this is I'm in. I get it. I'm in. And that's also how the character of Beth feels, yes. which is why I think it works. Because she's like, oh, I can breathe. And that's based like, yes. slightly on her husband, right? Yeah. He's based yeah. On, so. Her husband is autistic. I think. Definitely is definitely, Yes. I don't know yeah. what the terms are now. But um, yes, that's what we watched. That's what we watched. <laughs> <laughs> Sex education. I'm ready to get educated. We're ready to get educated. And sexy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so there, I just am going to say at the top, there are three seasons and we will be talking about all three seasons, like plot wise. So spoilers ahead, proceed with caution and go watch sex education. <laughs> Seriously. Immediately. It's, it, it's, it's so good. I've been wanting to do this it's for a really while great. and we're very we're very excited to be here. This is one of the only topics that we've had since we started the podcast. Like we knew we were always going to do this. One. Yes. It was on the top 10, which we know isn't maybe isn't real, but it was number one for a very long time when the third season came out. It's a popular show. Really? Yeah. People are into that it. That doesn't surprise me. No. I think most people I know have seen this. Me too. Although I reached out to the three teens that I know and they are not mm-hmm. watching it. <laughs> Yeah, didn't they say like they don't get it? Yeah, they don't get it and they thought it was weird. And then I looked up the creator, whose name is Lori mm-hmm. Nunn, and she's a white woman in her 30s. And I was like, oh, maybe we like it because like, <laughs> like she is talking to us. Like she yeah. she basically is making the show she wishes she could have seen. Is she British? She must she's be. British, yeah. Charlotte, yeah, my, cool. my cousin who I reached out to said, I liked it, but it was unrealistic because something like this would never really happen at that big of a scale, referring to the kid doing the sex therapy thing. I disagree. Mm-hmm. I think that could have happened at our high school very easily. We all would have gone yeah, on board. I kind of wish I did it. I kinda, yeah, you could have <laughs> done it. <laughs> like out of the yearbook room in the library? It would have been so easy. There were The TV room was basically empty. Like we could have gotten yeah. that shit done. The theater, so mm. many nooks and crannies. It could have been up in the catwalk in the theater. Yeah. Shit was going mm-hmm. down there anyway. Imagination. Yeah. I think it totally could have happened. Um, so the premise of the show super quickly is that this kid named Otis, his mom is a sex therapist. So then at school, him and we'll get into Maeve cause she's great, but quote unquote, bad girl Maeve, um, get together and do this sex th- therapy. So they charge students to talk to them about sex and help them out with their problems. Mm-hmm. Maeve is the business side who books the appointments and Otis is the therapist. Yeah. Maeve is so great. She's pretty good. You like her more than I do. Oh, you do not like her? No, I don't not like her, but I find some of her choices to be annoying. I understand why she makes them, but part of me is like, 
I, I agree with you on that. Otis is the same way, though. I think almost all of them are, are the same way. He makes some of the worst decisions. Yeah. So let's jump. Okay, so I've written down the three reasons I think this show is so good and important. First of all, tell me if you agree or not, and then we'll jump into it. But I said every character is a full person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that is rare because even the characters you don't see that much feel like full people, and you're just seeing them for a second. Like someone he does therapy for who you really only see in that interaction is fully represented. Yeah, I agree. What are some of your favorite characters? I think Adam might be my favorite character. I like his arc. The scene where he knows about the Kardashians, <laughs> I fucking died. Like, I so just love good. it. I like his, like, secret friendship with Allah. Allah. That they never really, really go into, but clearly they're, like, very good friends behind when the scenes. When they hug and she hugs, he hugs her and she, he's so big and she's so small. He's so big. <laughs> he's just such yeah. a gigantic human being. I uh, Yeah, he he, his... um. I agree with you. His arc is maybe one of the best ones. And I think his acting is some of the best. Because mm-hmm. I think he probably made decisions as an actor in the first season that informed how they wrote him in the second and the third. I agree. I, I didn't see anything about this, but, well, the character who plays, the actor who plays Isaac um, was mm-hmm. really involved in, like, the telling of that character's story. And I wonder, I didn't look this up, but I wonder if a f- handful of them were, because I feel like, the actors seem to have information and were able to play their characters so that things paid off and made sense. Because oftentimes mm-hmm. characters in other shows randomly are queer, for lack of a better phrase. And you're like, that's totally interesting and fine. But what? Like you didn't even. Yeah. That seems completely out of nowhere. Like you just needed to add something to this character. So you made right. them gay or something. Yeah. You <laughs> never saw any subtext. No. or Yeah. Or has it made sense for him? I mean, I guess that's his first storyline out the gate is about his sexuality in some de- to some degree. Yeah, and I feel like that goes back to your point of like the characters are very fleshed out because if you just make someone gay randomly, it kind of undercuts what a big part of your identity that is and what a big part of your identity keeping that a secret is. Yes. And so I don't know, it's... It, it's like a disservice to the experience of coming out. I agree. Whereas this show doesn't do that. No. Even exploring it is a huge part of the experience, it seems. Right. Like seeing, yeah. is this right? Because they do yeah. that with Ala too. Because um, we talked about that, the scene where she just looks up pansexual, I guess, or is like, oh, she takes a quiz. Doesn't she take a quiz? Yeah, she takes a quiz. <laughs> and then it, I liked the juxtaposition of the different ways different characters felt about their sexualities in general. Because she takes a quiz on her phone. It says pansexual. And she's immediately like, oh, okay. Yeah, that seems right. Like she almost yeah. has no emotional response to it at all. Aside from relief, maybe, that there's a name now and she's done. Right. With yeah. her search. And it, that scene is really interesting, too, because she's talking to Adam yes. during it. And Adam both struggles with his sexuality and then also is like so gay. Yeah. Like he's 100 percent like on the gay side of, yeah. the, <laughs> of the thing. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. I love him. And then I also love him with Raheem. Like when he's asking mm-hmm. Raheem advice for Eric and Raheem just looks at him. And is, so you want my advice on how to talk to my ex-boyfriend, your current boyfriend? And I was like, yeah. Is that no? Should I not ask for that? <laughs> what is going on? 
Yeah. I also love, I don't think the first time I was watching through this, I knew Adam was gay. Okay. Right away. Mm -hmm. Did you? I don't know if I knew right away, but I, I took him not being able to stay hard or be hard to be that he at least wasn't sure. But gotcha. I wasn't watching it being like, oh my God, it's obvious he's gay. Okay. Cause watching it again, I was like, oh my God. It's so obvious. <laughs> so gay. Like <laughs> yes. down to like stupid shit he does. Like at one point they see him like pretending to hump a guy, like holding <laughs> his legs and like pretending to hump him as part of his bullying. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> so obvious. Even also so the obvious. way he, um, this isn't so much about, his, this isn't about his sexuality, but he really wants to grow. And that it was so yeah. interesting to also watch a character, not that throughout the show the character grew, but it was a character thinking or saying, I want to be different than I am. And I yeah. think I need help in from different people in different ways to do that. And I'm going to ask for it now and and do that. That's Yeah, that's a really good point. really was impressive. Like the scene where he goes to the teacher and he has figured out at this point he from Otis's advice, I think that he can't make eye contact while he's vulnerable or like asks yeah. for help. So he goes in and just turns around. That teacher is great too. And mm -hmm. she's like, what are you doing? He's like, I can't look at you, but I would like help to get better at school. <laughs> I'm not stupid. Oh, I Honestly, that. I don't know what your next points sure. are going to be. So I just want to touch on this really quickly, but I feel like there are so many parts of this show that are really validating yes. to watch. I and make a lot of things okay, not just sexuality. And that was part of, that was a thing for me. I think watching mm -hmm. that, I was like, oh, okay. This is why I close my eyes whenever I have to yes. have a serious conversation. Yes. No, yeah. We'll definitely get into that. The, one of the other things I wrote down was the show leads with curiosity over judgment. And I think that's yeah. across the board, whatever the thing is. Like, about yeah. And anything. I feel like that 100%. And I think that it makes a lot of sense because Otis as a character who's like the main engine, at least mm -hmm. in the beginning, yeah. his whole thing is that he's curious about people. Yes. He's not judgmental. No. So I think yeah. that's how, cause not every single character is leading with curiosity. Like there's judgment going on the show. Cause you have said that before on this podcast and I didn't always think about it that way where you'll say like the characters aren't necessarily self-aware, but the movie is self-aware. Like the movie is mm -hmm. making a point. And this show you're right about Otis. Um, and I think this show point is ask questions be curious don't immediately yeah, assume a, i don't know bad intent or that someone's weird or crazy or something's better than the other you don't have to add those elements to it and also don't ever reduce someone to the one or two things that you know about them yes. like and also the one or two things that you know about them are not always the same correct like finding out someone's gay you're not like oh, okay that person is now a gay person yeah. it's that individual person that is an aspect of their identity and it interplays with every other part of who they are yes I, th I mean you that know? brings us back to every character is a full person like there's more right, to each exactly. person than the few things and also a ton of whatever those things are you know about the person and this is interesting about high school too because you do sometimes mm -hmm. only know a couple things like that person's in your class and the thing you know is their dad owns the restaurant in town like you don't have mm -hmm. other so you like pick a few things and then that becomes their whole self to you, even right. though when you see them, they obviously have a ton more going on. And the show does a really impressive job of letting you see that for almost every character, even if you only see them for a second. Like it feels like each actor has like a book of their history and is showing up that way in each scene. Yeah. And also I agree. And also you get to watch the characters go from being like, 
I see other people in my life as two dimensional yeah. to getting to know that those people. I completely um, agree. Yeah. Which is really interesting. The other thing too, about like validating now I'm thinking about like learning that someone, you know, is gay and mm-hmm. you didn't know before. I think the other thing that's very validating about this is if somebody is coming out in any way, this show is showing how you kind of already knew that even if you didn't know that, Mm -hmm. because you know this person and that has a huge impact on who that person is. Mm -hmm. So if someone comes out to you, it's, you can't even really reject that someone has come out to you because it is who they are. I don't know. I feel like what I'm saying is obvious, but I don't think that many people think about identity that way. I don't think they do. And I also think to bring it to like important fictional things. I don't think it's shown that way a lot. A lot of times it is that someone comes out and now they're the gay character. Cause we talked about that on sex lives of college girls, like part of her struggle is coming out. (laughs) She's like, I don't want to be the gay one, the gay one from New York, whatever the things will be. I just want to be me. And sure. I happen to like women, but that's not relevant to the rest of this. I do think a lot of people in real life are afraid, either afraid that that's going to happen or they do reveal a big part of their identity. And then that becomes their whole identity. And also as someone who's not LGBTQ in any way, I have to like, I do have to consciously maybe not just about that part of someone's identity, but when you get new information, it does take up, I'm thinking about percentages even, like it does take up more (laughs) space in my mind now about who they are, but they, to Mm -hmm. them, it might be like, it's 10%. Like it's barely even, like I know it, like Mm -hmm. anyone knows their sexuality and I've whatever, but it's not, maybe I'm not particularly sexual or I don't even know if I want a partner, you know, whatever it is. Um, I feel like that happens with culture too. Like you'll be like, I know this person is, I don't know, Southern. I know her, their parents are from Georgia. And now yeah. that's primarily in my mind. But they might be like, I don't think about that at all. <laughs> You're putting so much more weight yeah. on the thing than I would. That's true. I've experienced that. Like, I am bisexual and I have come out to more people recently. And I have experienced people like fetishizing that. Yeah. In a way. Mm-hmm. It's very bizarre. And I think this show does a really good job of avoiding this in multiple ways. But one of my favorite ways is the friendship between Otis and Eric, Eric, because it's never sexualized, never for even one second. Otis is never uncomfortable. They always, it's just a genuine, true friendship. I think I agree. I think a way, so I made, (laughs) so when I was thinking about the characters, because I want to talk about some of the other ones too, I also made a list of the friendships and then the list was getting out of control. But Eric and Otis's (laughs) friendship is at the top. And I agree. I think it's, Otis is never uncomfortable. He's never like, yeah, they're just friends. He's not worrying that his friend is all of a sudden going to hit on him. Also, even if he did or was or said something to that effect, Eric would be like, no, Ew. Yeah, like you're exactly. not my type. That's not, which is good too. It's not like just because I'm gay and you're a man, I'm now interested or secretly wishing exactly. you'd fall for me. Like, I'm not attracted to you. Right. You're my but, friend. But at the and same also, time, Eric is gay when he's around Otis. Yes. You yes. know what I mean? It's not like he's like straight with Otis. That's a very good point. Yeah. Yeah. I could talk about Eric for days and days. You love Just him. He's your favorite. He's my favorite. Yeah, Maeve is my favorite. I like her. I think she's a good character. But um, no, Eric, who also makes questionable decisions. But his I always get more. Yes, I than do other as people's. well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But I love, yeah, I love the way that character plays with fashion and makeup and identity and mm-hmm. culture. I mean, so much in one and then is just such a genuinely masculinity, masculinity femininity. I mean, the whole mm-hmm. cut. I just want to hang out with him. Like he's the one that I yeah. just want to be <laughs> friends with and go to a like concert with him. Wouldn't that be so fun? Yes. He's definitely the most fun one, I think. And he might be one of the him most. And Amy. Him and Amy. I find Amy very fun. Yes. And he also might be one of the most like loyal or is that even the right word? I'm not sure. That's what I mean. If he if he's your friend, you have a friend for life, I feel like. Yeah. And he'll also never lie to you. No. What a great guy. <laughs> well, I'm also just thinking about this is like a sadder tone, but when Gene is in the hospital and it's scary and you don't know what's going to yeah. happen and him and Otis are in a fine place. Their friendship is fine at that moment, I think. But I mean, Eric is going through a bunch of personal stuff because all the stuff just happened with Adam and him kissing someone else while he was out of town and all this stuff. Um, but he just shows up and sits down. And is like, I'm just here. Like Otis doesn't even say, can you stay? Eric doesn't. Mm-hmm. He just is there. And you're just like, oh, yeah, this is. I mean, you and I have experienced that in our own lives. Yeah. Like, a friend just shows up. You don't even really ask any questions. You're just like, oh, here I am. We're doing this together. <laughs> oh, my God. The moment I'm at, when... your, at your leisure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it made me think of when my mom was sick and you just showed up with groceries. Or I think you said I'm at the store. I don't even know if you asked me what I needed. I think you just showed up with food. You were like, I've done your grocery shopping. <laughs> Maybe you warned me a little bit. It was incredible. Um, whereas oftentimes you check or ask. You just didn't ask. You just like did it for me and showed up with groceries. <laughs> it was the nicest. Mm. I told a lot of people about how nice that was. Um, <laughs> I forgot I did that. <laughs> it was so nice. Because <laughs> um, it was more than nice. It was just you, you, you took the guesswork out of things and just did the thing that I needed that I couldn't even have asked for really. Um, Mm -hmm. And I made, I thought of that when I was watching the scene where they're in the hospital and Eric, or no, Otis has been there for a while. And obviously he's panicked and scared and he's trying to get something out of the vending machine. And classically, classically, this is a trope. The vending machine won't work. So he's trying to get the thing out. And Eric is sort of like, okay, like, like trying to be reasonable. And then Otis just breaks down. And when a guy comes over to get in there, (laughs) Eric, who had just been giving Otis a hard time for being dramatic, immediately screams at the man. Yeah. And I could picture you doing that. (laughs) Like, if I was on the ground and someone came over, you'd be like, oh my God, you (laughs) must leave. I will break you. What is happening? I love that. That's true. Yeah. It felt like real friendship. It is real friendship. Yeah. Just putting each other first. Yes. That just made me think of another thing that I think is great about this show. It's not just the writing, it's also the way that it's shot. Yes. Because with that particular scene, if I remember it correctly, and I just watched it mm-hmm. last week, um, you see Otis break down and you see Eric start to talk to him, but he's kind of blocking him from the mm-hmm. shot. And then he yells at the guy and he says, can't you see we're having a difficult moment yeah. or something? And then he pulls back and reveals Otis's face for the first time. And Otis is completely 
Otis. Otis is completely broken. Yes. And that's the first time as a viewer that you've really seen him completely crack. Yeah. And just the blocking of that scene is so thoughtful. Completely agree. Completely agree. Because Otis is also on the ground and Eric has sort of come down with him and is blocking him, mm-hmm. uh, protecting him. He's like protecting him. 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 Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, And then also I like then Eric yelling up at the other people, almost like he's like, this is my baby bird that I'm protecting from the world. And yeah, yeah. you're right. They totally visually. That's what it looked like. Yeah. The show's just brilliant. It's just brilliant. Okay, what's number two on your list? <laughs> well, we're still in characters, but I want to talk about, because the characters will bring us to so many other things. So I have yeah. Amy and Maeve as another friendship. I feel like Maeve, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of how to succinctly just talk about Maeve, because she's she's sort of the second lead, right? I don't know. Yeah. Third? Well, um, Eric, I don't know. Oh, Eric, Jean, it's hard. Yeah. But mm-hmm. she is a very interesting character, and in some ways... I feel like we've seen her character before, but maybe just not portrayed or gotten deep enough with her before. But we've seen the like girl from the wrong side of the tracks, quote unquote, who is having to fend for herself, flips Mm -hmm. everyone off when they call her cockbiter in this case. But whatever the thing is, like we've seen that character. So I I don't. Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit 10 things I hate about you. It is. It's like a more modern version. But yeah. Yeah, she was very wealthy (laughs) reading her Sylvia Plath in like an armchair. (laughs) Yeah, but the like I'm much smarter than 95 percent of people here and everybody makes fun of me. Yeah. Fuck you guys. Yeah. I think one of the redeeming qualities and what was smart in writing it was giving her Amy. Do they explain how they're friends? Like they're just friends from when they were little, I guess. Yeah. But Amy stuck with her even when Amy was going through her popular follow the rules face like trying to sort of join the mean girls mm-hmm. she still always was like well but Maeve's really my favorite <laughs> of all the people yeah but it was secret it was secret it was a secret a friendship yeah. yes which Maeve seemed fine with accepting I mean a lot of Maeve's story is not thinking she's deserving of love which is makes sense yeah. based on what she's gone through with her and mom hiding that by Rejecting people. Rejecting everyone. She rejects a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you had said there were decisions she made that you were like, I get it, but like, stop. Can you think, are there like specific ones you can think of? It mostly comes back to the back and forth with Otis. Yeah. I don't know. At certain points, I was like, like, especially when you find out about the message, but she still goes back with Isaac. It's just like, I mean, you're lying to yourself. And it's like mean to Otis but mostly it's mean to Isaac. It's mostly mean to Isaac. I felt the same way. It's also shitty to yeah. yourself, but if we're just thinking about yeah. other people, I agree <laughs> with you. That was sort of interesting. I understood again, her like Maeve specifically finding out Isaac deleted the voicemail and not immediately. I mean, she was very, she was angry with him, but I understood why she also kind of liked that it was protecting her mm-hmm. because no one really is ever trying to protect her. Like she doesn't have that. Is that how I just think it's bullshit that it was a protecting thing? Oh, I agree with that. It was was self serving. He wanted to be, Mm -hmm. he wanted to be the picked one. He wanted to be chosen by her. Exactly. And maybe she realizes that later when the whole thing happens with her sister and they Mm -hmm. both try to come in and like compete. Yes. That was a funny scene. Maybe that's when she was like, oh. That was a funny scene. Like that really made me laugh. The amount of times those two teenage boys are trying to mansplain policing to the police officer who was a woman, which was also an, like purposeful choice, I assume. And she was like, yeah. "Yes, we have put out search warrants." Like, get, who are you? Get the 
hell yeah. out of this room. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was really funny. Okay, yeah. I did do a little bit of research, or and Isaac showed up, like stories about Isaac. Um, and George Robinson is the actor, and he was very involved in the character and the different scenes and how they showed them basically specifically for someone with disabilities. So the part was written to be an amputee and he mm-hmm. got the role. So then they rewrote a bunch of the role because they had to change a bunch of things because of his wheelchair. So one of the scenes that I barely even remembered, but the actor talked about being very meaningful to him was when they go to the party and there's just those crazy steep stairs to go into. Yeah. Oasis. I thought about this a lot. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So he was like, oftentimes in real life, that happens and the disabled person is just like, fine, fuck it, I'll go home. Like, this is too hard. I don't want to like put people out. I don't want to feel like the victim. I'm just going to remove myself from it instead. And he mm-hmm. was like, personally, I'm fucking done with that. <laughs> and also, I don't want that to keep being what's shown because then those people also don't get invited because the story being told is okay. they once it's hard, they'd rather opt out. So don't like put them in an awkward position. So he really mm-hmm. specifically wanted not Maeve to ask for help either, but for him to say, hey, boys, like carry me down the stairs and i i get i mean i remember the scene when i was reading about it but i didn't it like didn't hit me how important that could be to see i've been thinking about that a lot because part of my program literally i'm in a class right now where i have to read an entire book about disabilities and having a disability and so i've been thinking about it a lot more we just had a zoom without getting too into it i think i told you about this we had a zoom class and there was a there's a um, student Mm -hmm. that's in my grade who is hearing impaired. Yes. And half of us were on zoom, half of us were in the class and there was just like zero consideration taken into how difficult it was to hear. Mm -hmm. And other students had to continually and multiple times ask for considerations of that. Yeah. And the actual student was not the one that spoke up and he shouldn't have had to. And he was constantly thanking other people for speaking up. And the professor was fucking weird about it. Like he, he acted like it wasn't really an issue and he didn't believe that it was an issue. Oh God. Like, and then at the, oh geez. it's really bad because really you're not having any empathy and you're also not believing the person that's yeah. saying like, I need help. You're not even not valuing them. They're just not believing. And at the end of the first day, he like calls on the kid and Nothing. The kid doesn't respond because he can't fucking hear you. And you could see on the teacher's face being like, oh, Oh. I thought you guys were all making a big deal about this, but this is actually an issue. Uh, I I feel like happens all the time. Yes, I agree. And you must get so tired Mm -hmm. of having to advocate Mm -hmm. yourself and convince people that this matters. Yes. And that also you're you're that thing is real and hard or making whatever it hard that it's making hard and also you're you're still just a full person in addition to that thing exactly which is i think i'm not projecting this onto him if i was in that position i think i would end up being quiet about it more often than not because i wouldn't want to bring attention to the fact that i was different no i think that makes total sense yeah especially when it's something i would imagine and this is probably in your book but there's got to be a spectrum or something too about the type of disability because some you see and some you don't so that must be interesting too like he'd have to you wouldn't have to convince someone you were in a wheelchair like I'm in a wheelchair and you can see that but if someone's hearing impaired they say it and then I mean apparently some human beings then just think you're lying 
or being dramatic. <laughs> like, I don't know. What? <laughs> yeah. Like, That's part of the book that I'm reading about actually is how you can quote unquote pass. Yeah. Sometimes. And the author is kind of arguing against that and saying that the community is the community and the idea of trying to pass is actually discriminatory against people with disabilities because you're once again saying it's better to not have disabilities than to exist as a, like it's, you're a less of a human if you are, have a disability. Also, I want to quickly say, um, cause we're trying to make, we're doing transcripts now, right? We're trying to make this like more accessible. Um, a lot of deaf people don't consider deafness a disability. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Because they have their own community. They have their own language. Mm-hmm. They don't think of it as a negative to their life. It's just an alternative way of existing. There was someone who did a talk at uh, my old company, and he was visually impaired, not completely blind, but you know, screens are hard and things like that. <laughs> he was doing a tutorial because he was showing how important it is to have like things that can do screen reading for you and to make sure you have mm-hmm. like alternate text for images. Cause if you can't see the image, then it doesn't mean anything to you. If it just is like dot JPEG, like that, what, yeah. okay, what the fuck is the picture of? He <laughs> was showing just his, like how he uses the computer and how fast that <laughs> the re- like, screen reader is reading it was like at 400 percent like i i it sounded like and his brain could just this is only just that i think it's interesting i have no like super specific point it was mind-blowing to me but it did make me think about like yeah we should make these just add fucking alt text it's not hard to add like help a brother out a person out oh my god yeah and then he was blowing my mind it's the same as I don't know. I realize how few skills I have. Like when someone is speaking in broken English, I'm like, yep, you know, two languages. I know zero. I need to like, know how to do more things. <laughs> I feel the same way with this. I was like, his ability to just take in information was insane. Yeah. Couldn't do it. Yeah. I mean, this kind of goes back to what we were saying earlier about, but we were using identity, like yes. um, sexuality. Mm-hmm. Isaac is kind of an example of, another thing that people often reduce someone to their disability. And Isaac is so much more than that. Yeah. Agreed. And the other thing that he really liked was that his character kind of sucked, which he appreciated. He was kind of a dick. He was like, I was so excited to play a dick. I always play either like an inspiration or a tragic story. And instead of like, this is just who I am. Hi. Also, I'm a teenage boy and sometimes I'm shitty. Or I guess maybe he's like 20. I don't know. But he was shitty. He did shitty things. And that's part of why he liked Maeve because Maeve would just treat the shitty thing. Like she didn't give him a pass because he was in a wheelchair. Yeah, no, that's true. But I also love that you specifically said that he's a teenage boy because he did a lot of shitty things because he wanted to get laid. Yes. And that was one of the most powerful scenes for me. Yes. That was the other thing I was going to bring up. Yeah. About him. I mean, I'm interested to hear why that was true for you. And then I can say my thought. <laughs> so we're talking about the scene when he and Maeve start hooking yeah. up. Yes. Yeah. And Maeve asks, can you feel mm-hmm. anything? And he's like, I can feel from my shoulders up, mm-hmm. but I can still get hard. Mm-hmm. And they talk about the sensory experience of being turned on in yes. when you don't have the rest of your body. Right. And it's so powerful. It was fucking sexy. Yes. Oh my God, it was so hot. 
And B, it was really educational yeah. and powerful. Yeah, I think it was important. It was yeah. important to see because they did a study and 44% of, it was in the UK, so 44% of people in the UK said they would not even consider having sex with a disabled person. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine, because then I started thinking about what, how, would, I don't know how I would answer that as a survey question, but mm-hmm. I would imagine a lot of that would come from fear, not knowing what questions to ask, feeling awkward about it, feeling like I only know sex in this one two, or two ways and I don't think I could get that. So I'm out. Like a lot of it comes from just mm-hmm. lack of information. For some people might still say no, even with the experience and the information. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But I feel like a lot of that comes from, I've not seen it. I don't know. That's scary and confusing. And I'm just going to not even consider. Yeah. Walk away. No, I agree. I agree. I think it's one of the most important parts of this show. Mm-hmm. It was so truly. Cool. Okay. Not necessarily the most like my favorite thing. No. Just in terms of story or enjoying. But very well, important. Really, really important. Okay. Another very important thing or story or characters. Um I thought a lot of the storylines with or every storyline with Cal and Cal even being in the show was very interesting. And then a lot of the Cal Jackson friendship relationship exploration Mm -hmm. was interesting. Um, So I read an interview with the actor who played Cal, who's like a badass singer. And he didn't even know in the UK. Like very gender bending performer, like the pictures of that of them are is nothing like the character Cal, which was really interesting. Oh, right. Dua, interesting. Her Dua. I'm looking it up. Yeah, Dua Sal- Sala. Dua so Sala ends on the and identifies as they them. Yes, mm-hmm. as does the other actor who played um, the other non-binary character, Lila. And I liked, so the interview I read with Duo was saying how important and awkward the scene was where Cal and Jackson are hooking up and Jackson calls Cal beautiful and then feels like he shouldn't have said beautiful because beautiful is gendered. And Cal's like, it's okay to call me beautiful. And Jackson was just had to like leave the room, like yeah. like was so caught up in it. And I thought they did a good job showing both of those experiences happening. Like that Cal's because later Cal then says, I am queer and identify that way. And I think I need to be with someone who also identifies that way. Like I can't be a girl for you. Like this is exactly what I was saying earlier in this show. (laughs) Yeah. And Jackson was it it was believable because Jackson had gone through a lot of growth. Who's also a phenomenal character that at that point in the show was able to say, I don't know. I don't really think of you as a girl, but I do think of myself as straight. So I like don't know what to do now with this. Yeah. And I thought it was really I beautiful. Loved, they then had that conversation. I thought it was great. I like that they specifically used the words queer relationship. Mm-hmm. They were like, you know, if we got together, you would be in a queer relationship. Yes. Because I don't think that many people appreciate that there are more queer relationships than a, you might be in a queer relationship and not even know that you yes. are. Yeah. <laughs> like, even if I was dating a straight man, I would be in a queer relationship. Right. And I think n- people not understanding that that's what's happening is part of why so many, like part of why I personally feel so alienated mm-hmm. in so many relationships with straight men. Right. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's definitely true. And I never 
heard it described or said in that way. Similarly yeah. to how in Schitt's Creek, I think it was kind of groundbreaking the way he does the whole like, I like the wine. I'm into the wine and not the label, I think is how he says it, mm -hmm. um, describing yeah. pansexuality. It's just they, they just put language and a character behind something that made it much easier to understand. Especially because there's been so much harmful definitions about queerness in our culture like yeah. I always think about sex in the city and how they're like oh bisexual men is just a stop on the way to gay yeah no it still fucks with me it's still in my yeah. head fucking me yeah. up yeah yeah and it's not a thing <laughs> I mean it could be for someone's journey but it's so individual that it can't just be like a thing we all say and pretend is fact no and I also just hate the idea that you got off on the train stop and you're not allowed to get back on the yes. train <laughs> or go back if you want for a sec like That's this is I mean. yeah. <laughs> yeah the like train is always going back and forth you got to check the timetable <laughs> check the weather the time you can zones. always go somewhere else you can always We're go somewhere free. else let's talk about jackson for a second too because i think because okay. i also really like jackson's relationship with vivian viv amazing and i Likes that neither of them, so far anyway, are interested in the other person sexually. Also, another relationship mm -hmm. that is just a friendship, believable as a friendship. It would have been so easy or expected for her to fall for him. Right. That's at least watching it. I kind of was expecting her to do that. Although it didn't make right. sense. The more you knew her character, the less I thought that would happen. No, but I completely agree. I feel like it was set up as like, she's going to have a crush on this like popular guy that's suddenly paying attention right. to her. She gives no fucks. No fucks. Because they wouldn't make any sense. They would not be, that would not be. No. That relationship wouldn't work. And not because she's studious and he's athletic. Like it wouldn't work no. for various reasons. Like they just don't connect in that way. That's yeah. not their connect vibe. And, and they don't have to. Like yeah. I, it was just making me think of Otis and Eric mm -hmm. when we were talking about earlier, like, their sexuality is a huge part of who they are and they understand each other mm -hmm. through that, but they're, it's not projected onto each other. Like I'm thinking about yes. this scene when he has the panic attack and Viv comes in and hugs him from behind yes. and it's like not sexual no. at all, but it is still in a way romantic. Yes. I think that's you know? important to see. I know the teenagers mm -hmm. in my life aren't watching this, but I was watching One Tree <laughs> Hill and everything was sexual. It all became sexual. Yeah. Everyone was secretly in love with each other. There was no room for any other kind of relationship. And even the yeah. relationships between like heterosexual same sex people was still layered in this. All we talk about is sex with other people. Like it still was sexually charged charged and it feels yeah. so weird that a show called sex education is allowing that to not always be the undercurrent but it it yeah it is and it's good i think that's what happens when you start talking about this stuff yes that's because, a very good point because mm -hmm. when you're not talking about it the threat is always kind of yes. there it's like is this sexual yeah. because we're not allowed to talk about sex at all yeah right <laughs> that's a that's a really good point. It just takes the like fear <laughs> out of it or like mystery. Fear, mystery, yeah. yeah, both. Mm -hmm. So it was funny too because I also, oh, one of the other things I watched was <laughs> The Princess Diaries. It holds mm -hmm. up for the most part, by the way. But there's one <laughs> scene where she is at the at the beach party and everyone's sort of screwing with her and she's trying to change out of her bathing suit and Mandy Moore's character, they like knock the thing over where she's changing. Yeah, it's like really that. horrible. There are camera crews, like new, 
whatever. Horrible. Anyway, I remember my mom coming downstairs when I was watching the movie and seeing that scene and thinking that that movie was too like edgy or like bad. Like I shouldn't see it. Not because people were being mean because she was naked. I don't know. She thought it was promiscuous or something. Yeah. I kept thinking about how I good I think the show would be for teenagers to watch. Maybe not watch with your parents, but even it could potentially open a dialogue or make it less scary to bring up. If my mom saw me watching the show when I was a teenager, it would have been turned off. It would have been like it wouldn't I don't know if it wouldn't have been allowed in my house. Yeah. Which was interesting to think about because it's it's treating sex like the real thing that it is, whereas the shows I was watching were not it wasn't giving sex any it was just like, once you kiss, they're going to want to put their penis in you and you're going to have to say yes. And it's a bummer. And then probably you're going to have a pregnancy scare. Like that was the story. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's kind of the experience of sex education in real life. Yes. Like nobody wants to really talk about it. So we just talk about the anatomy, mm-hmm. show you some condoms or tell you not to do it. Yeah. It's not. It's a bummer. <laughs> It's a bummer. It's a bummer. It bummed me out when it happened. Um, yeah. I mean, the creator was talking in the interview I listened to that she, like, that's what her education was like as well. And so that the scene where they're all go, like split up and have to do their sex. That's funny. We didn't have to split up. You didn't? In, no, oh, we didn't no, split up. we didn't either. Yeah. I know because the guy got a boner. I know. And it's, I still feel bad because he was so embarrassed. Oh, the poor thing. Don't you just, couldn't you just, that's like one of the things men have to go through in that sense that I do feel bad about, that boners just pop up. I learned from an ex-boyfriend that you can just stick it in your pant. Up your, in um, your belt or your. What's it called? Waistline. Waist? Yeah. Pant. Yeah. If it's hard enough, you just pop it up there. <laughs> First time I heard that was in sex education. Uh, no, it was in sex lives of college girls because she yells oh, it yeah. at her, the guy. He's like, but what am I supposed yeah. to do with this? And she was like, shove it up your pants. Like, shove it under your belt. That's what she says. Waistband. Waistband. Yeah. Oh, yeah, my yeah. God. That's amazing. Well, so look at even that you can fix real quickly. We're just bleeding through our pants. Whatever. We can't yeah. hide it. We can't shove it in our waistband. But I can walk around turned on. Yes. And you don't know. Yeah. Even. Yeah. Yeah. Then anyway, you know, you're right, because now I'm remembering the um, the the guys said a lot of did you get it yet? Did you get it yet? Because that was in the video about your period. So then they sang it at us all. Well, fun. Really? What fun times (laughs) in real life? They did that. I don't think they did it for very long, but I definitely remember them doing it. Funny because those are actually two great guys. Really lovely people. They they genuinely were just interested in it. <laughs> probably. Yeah. And they were probably going to ask follow-up questions. Like they were, yeah. I don't think they were trying to be insidious. Was it and painful? also, why was Can that? The, some <laughs> yeah. Why was that also the video? Like, why was that? Whatever. Bizarre. So when they split them up in the show, obviously that's pro- that's problematic for various reasons. And then also gave the moment of Cal and Layla being able to push back on that with hope. We got to talk about hope. <laughs> oh my God. What a disaster of a human. What a disaster. I mean, what a phenomenal character to be able to just th- like microaggressions left and right, real easy villain for everyone to ban against, which was fun. Mm-hmm. Like that's fun. That was very teenagery that they took over and put up a different show, like put up a different video. I, I was, mm-hmm. I loved that. 
<laughs> and then when yeah. Ruby gets involved, that was very fun. What a fun Yeah, I loved time. Ruby. Ruby is another one that I really liked her yeah. character arc. Ruby, Olivia, and Anwar. I mean, Olivia and Anwar have less of a, we've seen less of them, but I agree with Ruby. But their mm-hmm. friendship, we talked about them on some other. Yeah, because we talked about how their friendship starts as, I think it was Sex Lives of College yeah. Girls, because we were talking about friends who really cared for each other versus yeah. were just <gasps> shitty to each other. Hi, Molly. Hey, my doggy. Little Molly, my cutie. (laughs) And then at the end, when Ruby and Otis break up and she just texts them to come over and they immediately do. And they've never been to her house. And I think you see them both. They're actively doing other things and just show like immediately. See, I think she says like SOS in the address or something, whatever it is. But they didn't even have her address. They didn't even know where she lived. No. She was interesting too. They didn't care. A full person. She became, Mm -hmm. or you saw what made her a full person because she was taking care of a sick dad and was like oftentimes doing or doing a lot of caretaking and housekeeping for the family. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, another friendship because we haven't talked about Jean much yet, but Jean and Maureen, Maureen, I love it. Obsessed with it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So. And they do it in, that's the other thing. The show doesn't over explain. Like you knew that they liked each other. You see them go out the first time. Maybe you see them go out a couple times. But when Jean is pregnant and she's at that yoga class and Maureen is just there with her. You're like, oh, you're like friend friends. (laughs) Because that's an intimate thing to invite someone. Like I'm pregnant. I don't have a partner. Will you come to this with me? Yeah. That's that's an ask. Yeah. And then later when she's in the hospital and Maureen is the one that goes to the house to yeah. get stuff. To get the stuff. Just good friends. good friends. Good friends. Good examples of what good friends look like. And that you can have good friends at all ages. Yes. And you don't them age at out of having good friends, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I think a lot of people do. Yeah. I think they have to. And honestly, I think Jean was probably was one of those people. That thought she couldn't have close friends. Yeah. Or that she was yeah, just the type of person who didn't. I don't know if she put age on it, but, and then quickly. Was Especially like, okay. female friends. Yes. I can see her being a person that didn't, that struggled with having female friends. Yes, I agree. Um, also, another just good character off was Mr. Groff. What's his first name? Mm-hmm. Whatever. The scene where he loses his mind at his brother. That was so fun. Because he made the salad. So and then he took the salad with him and you were like, yeah, take the fucking salad. <laughs> good job, yeah. buddy. And watching the other people there being like, this salad is really great. Are <laughs> you talking about it? It's so good. And the brother that just it's like so can't satisfying. stop. Yeah, God. That is the reason yeah. I love TV and movies. I remember whatever I was watching and um, some fam- one of my family members was like, that's so unbelievable. And I was like, the feeling is believable. Even if maybe the moment where you have a perfectly succinct speech isn't. Right. It's gratifying because you're like, this is what we want. Like, imagine if you could stand up and give a speech like that and just feel so satisfied and amazing when you leave. I mean, maybe it sometimes happens, but not. I feel like I say it in haphazard ways. (laughs) For sure. But also watching it happen maybe will instill in someone that they can do that next time versus watching a show like Mad Men, which is depicting (laughs) terrible things, but in some ways also reinforcing Mm -hmm. it because it's not showing alternatives. Yes, that's is not the same. Mm -hmm. I loved when he like maybe showing something that's realistic is actually not worth our time. 
I agree. I mean, that's sort of Shit's Creek too. They they just created a world where homophobia just didn't exist. Mm-hmm. Like no I mean, one same is with Bridgerton. Out. Yep, same with Bridgerton. I think yeah. there's a lot more shows that are doing that kind of thing now. Um, but yeah. I loved that. Loved a salad. And then if we're talking about him, that made me think of the <laughs> teachers. Who take yeah, the him teachers in. are great. The teachers are great. Yeah, I love their sex life too. Yeah, Baba Ganoush. <laughs> I loved that. I really loved so that good. little that little nugget of a story. Yeah, about again, just like an aspect of human sexuality that we, as a culture, don't touch. No, like dirty talk is literally called dirty. Yes, like something that you're not supposed to do and it's like fetishized and blah, blah, blah. And the, the fact that the show so clearly and without judgment mm-hmm. looks at the actual thing that's sexy about it. Yeah. Just very cool. Very cool. And it showed, cause it does this across the board, but with that storyline, it shows them communicate through it together. Like they want to make mm-hmm. it work. It doesn't work the first few times they like try to make it different or do it again. Mm-hmm. But it shows, to your point of not necessarily showing reality, it shows like, okay, but what if we went three steps further? What if we kept going with this? What happens then? Which I think is really powerful to see. Definitely powerful. And I think also in a lot of ways, a lot of different ways the show's doing this, but in this way, in this little piece, it shows it really well um, about how sexual things the thing in and of itself can be sexy in sort of like a masturbatory way Mm -hmm. but when you are working on that with your partner and experiencing that with your partner part of what makes it sexy is the intimacy of sharing that thing together yes I completely agree which is also probably part of why our culture is really uncomfortable talking about sex because our culture in general is afraid of intimacy yes terrifying vulnerability (laughs) well and also being vulnerable does bring you closer to people to others like it can create i don't know i'm thinking about the scene now where um cal said to hope like what does our i'm not gonna get the exact phrasing right but it's like does our otherness in multiples scare you something like that because some way of saying like if there's a lot of us in this other bucket what are you mm-hmm. like? Are you're afraid of that? Why are you afraid of that? And I think that is, I don't know if that's super intentional, but when you said that, it makes me feel like if you're vulnerable with people and oh, are more open and can grow and there's less divisiveness, like that's not good for certain parts of the world and the economy. And yes. Stuff. They don't want us to yes. understand each other. That's no, dangerous. they actively want to keep us against each other. Yeah. That's what political parties are. It literally is what political. Oh, great. I can put you over there and I'm over here separate. And we'll take our uh, campaign donations. (laughs) (sighs) So the other thing about communication that I want to say, um, and I guess this is more about the writing, but they just let the thing happen. Like the kiss happens or the conversation happens or like it's let it's not avoidant. I feel like a lot of teen shows are just about avoiding the action taking place. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think there is some of that with Maeve and Otis. Oh my which god, is why it's annoying. It's so annoying, and it's they're the only ones doing that to that degree, yes. anyway. And even when the avoidance is happening, that's part of the story. Like when Amy is avoiding breaking up with yes Steve, it's that's really, like part of the story. Yes, yeah. and the conversation still happens between Amy and Maeve, and then they have mm-hmm. a sort of 
kerfuffle about it or whatever. Whereas I feel like before it would just be Amy was being quiet or weird or, or gets super drunk at the party and doesn't say anything about what's yeah. troubling her. Right. Anyway, yeah, I like that. Um, that they just they let things occur because we've talked about that being annoying in other shows that it doesn't happen and the show just lets that stuff happen all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so just because I had started by saying what the three things were, so we talked about every character is a full person, the show leads with curiosity, and the only other thing I had is that it feels a little aspirational. Do you feel that way about it? Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's sort of come up throughout this. Yeah, it just feels like it's giving examples and a way the world could be <laughs> yeah i'm we watching these conversations. conversations happen and people exist that i wish were in my life right Ugh, so yeah. nice mm-hmm. <laughs> that's I why agree. i think it's so pleasant like how you said you're watching normal people and you'll just be like this is so good that's how i feel <laughs> watching Texas. like i'll laugh and I'll, but also yeah. the emotional moment and i just kept looking around at i'm the only one there i literally would like look around and be like this is really good <laughs> to myself <laughs> it's just so fun yeah um, it is okay so I wrote down a few things that were literal moments that stood out some are funny and some are not I'm just sort of going to rapid fire them at you are you ready yeah I'm ready the first one is Otis's mustache what a terrible mustache yeah, horrible. horrible I'm glad it was known to be horrible and it got removed and we hated it everybody <laughs> <laughs> felt very teenage boy very on brand um, very much so very different energy but i thought they did a very good job with what happened to amy on the bus with the guy yes. coming on her and that happened to the creator really on a bus that almost that exact story wow and when she brought it to the writer's room there's a lot of women in the writer's room i actually looked up a picture of the writer's room of sex education it's a very diverse looking group and i'm sure there's diversity we can't see which makes a lot of sense um but I guess almost every woman in the room was like, yeah, I've had something like that happen to me, which is how they got the idea for the episode where all of the girls are like in that detention and then yeah. realize the one thing they have in common is that penises are horrible. <laughs> like <laughs> terrifying. It wasn't even men. It was just like penises are bad. We wish they were not around it's, unless we want to use so them very scary. specifically. And otherwise, please don't be here. Or, I, okay, yeah, we sh- I guess we should all just be in lesbian relationships. Yeah, if we could. <laughs> even uh, if I'm with a straight man. If you want to penetrate me, you need to use a dildo. Then we'll <laughs> We're just removing you. <laughs> your penis from the whole experience, the whole interaction. Um, yeah. So I thought that was interesting and yeah, definitely made sense because it happened in season two, but it lingers in season three and that felt believable as well. They didn't just cut off like this happened. It was hard for a few days and she's over it. No, it becomes part of her character. Totally. Even the vulvas, how she gets obsessed with vulvas and makes <laughs> the cupcakes. Love it. (laughs) Um, Okay. In that vein, the goat, her goat called goat, I think. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Eric's makeup, Raheem and the douching tutorial. That was amazing. So good. So good. I wanted more of it. Yeah. I felt like there could have been more. more. I like that the teacher comes in and takes a picture. That's funny. Um, So again, these are all over the place with tone but Maeve's abortion I thought that was all really well done yes it was and how they yeah they just treated it so well and believably it was a phenomenal scene um and that character the woman too who has been there multiple times very interesting very interesting who knows who knows why that's happening yeah her teenage daughter picks her up yeah she clearly has a family clearly maybe her fucking husband won't let her use a condom oh Jesus! like yeah 
But she, I mean, even just her holding their hands and them all, and they show the whole Mm -hmm. thing. Because a lot of times I've seen it, but and you see them get to the appointment and there's like the awkward eye contact in the room and then they go in and maybe you see the moment right before and then they're like Mm -hmm. on their couch. But it like shows, like she gets the pudding. Is it pudding? And there's Mm -hmm. like the awkward fight about (laughs) chocolate pudding or whatever. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And then, I mean, Otis is a little try hard sometimes, but how he did like thought he was going on a date, like so clever to write it that way. And then he realized what was happening. It was like, well, I don't, what do I, how, what do I, what happens now? (laughs) Like how am I supposed to turn around on this? You know, what's very interesting about this. It just occurred to me because in that scene, I was thinking, oh, he doesn't get angry at her at all. Like, Mm -hmm for being like cheated out of a date or whatever. Right. But then he sort of does become a, that toxic Jim Halpert. And he does become that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You like kind of watch him be like a genuinely good guy and then start to be like, I'm having sex now. Maybe that's what it is. Sex makes nice guys dicks. (laughs) I mean, I think for him, that definitely is part of what it is. He also got his heart broken and then was like, fuck it. Then what am I being a nice guy for? I mean, probably yeah. both. I think it's both. I don't, I'm not going to let him off the hook that sex didn't fuck with his head, but I think. Well, sex is part of why he got his. Sure. Mm-hmm. Heartbroken. He just jumps right into right? that. Yeah. Well, it's at a different party that him and Ruby have sex for the first time, but he's definitely processing or ignoring his heartbreak from Maeve at that time. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. I was misremembering. He gets his heart broken and then he has sex with Ruby. Yeah. It's later. Because he's dressed up like macaroni and cheese. So it's not the party where he's like the drunken douche. I don't know. Nice guys. Toxic nice guy. Soft boy. Yeah. You know what? I think we should normalize a soft boy phase. It seems like a phase that some people need to go through. I, that fits in perfectly with what I was just about to say, which was he they do a good job of him sort of realizing he's now like he realizes he's now the problem and why he's the problem. And then even mm-hmm. the way he initially tries to fix it by being like, yeah, sorry, I'm the problem. You're like, no, you're still not really <laughs> getting it or changing quite right. You're just acknowledging it, which isn't really enough. Yeah. Like be different. And then we didn't even talk about Lily yet, but Lily. All Wait, the have Lily you seen everything. that TikTok that's like, Am I the villain? Yeah. No. <laughs> Am I? I no. haven't seen the TikTok, <laughs> but I know there's a whole Reddit thread called Am I the Asshole? And you like post yeah. the whole thing. No, I haven't seen that. That sounds great. Um, mm-hmm. And we didn't talk about Lily at all, but I like that the the first sort of redeeming thing Otis does as he's realizing he needs to grow is go check on her and like be a friend and be helpful instead of it necessarily mm-hmm. being related to Maeve again. Yeah. I agree. Nice. Lily's great. Lily and her aliens, um, mm-hmm. which is also treated non-judgmentally. Yeah. Okay. Otis and Ola trying to then be siblings. Loved all of it. Loved that they were both really bad <laughs> at it. Loved that he didn't know how to share space at all. Was such a shithead about like his records or whatever the hell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was amazing. Adam doing the dog show, like being with mm-hmm. Madam. Madam, it's the smallest. It's like the size of his sneaker. The smallest possible dog. <laughs> she is so little. He's so like, big. Whatever writer came up with the idea of it should be called Madam. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's so, so brilliant. Yeah, so brilliant. And then also um, on the more sincere side, just him inviting people and him being taught like people will want to know like and be invited. Oh, that's, that's a really real big true thing. That was very validating for me to watch because I really struggle with yeah. not inviting people to things. Yeah. People so. like to be invited. 
They do. And they love when you want to share the thing with them. Yeah. They love they really it. They really do. They love it. Um, Maeve deciding to leave and go to America. Big deal. Very interesting. Very yeah. exciting. I thought that was yeah. well done. And then Maeve's a mom. I love, I thought she was a really good character. Even when you don't yeah. like her, it's good. <laughs> like it's interesting. Really amazing acting. Amazing acting. And the scene where they're in the bushes and she's getting, <laughs> she's wearing a hat. She's like, why are you wearing a hat? It's my sneaking around hat. Like, it's obviously. <laughs> oh, no, no. It's that she calls her out and says, well, you only wear a hat when you're being sneaky sneaky yeah i loved that i thought that was incredible Um, and then she just gives her all the money she's like you can do whatever you want with it but you're taking it and you could tell Maeve didn't want to but that was growth too because me like after amy paid for her thing her yeah accepting him yeah yeah there's so much we didn't talk about this show is amazing my number one like moment that made me laugh out loud that stood out to me is when Otis is trying to finish the um, the treehouse, and Eric comes to visit him, and he's dressed up in his like full orange outfit, and he's like, "What are we doing here?" And he like picks up a hammer, and he's like, "What is this?" And he says, "That's a hammer," and it cuts away really quick. Oh, that's a really good point. Oh, I'm trying to think of, of like actual just funny laugh out loud moments. Honestly, so much of what Eric says. Ever okay, mm-hmm. what one of the things I want that I love in people, because I feel like you and I do this for each other. I'm putting myself in the same bucket, see if you agree, is he reacts so it's like he's he's just so invested in Otis's life and story. <laughs> so whenever Otis yes. gives him any information, he's like, What? Or like falls down. <laughs> like it's such a big deal. I feel like that happens with us. You'll be like, do you want the next episode? And I'm like, yeah. What's going on now? What's the story now with your life? I want all of it. Tell me all of the information, please. It's so so nice, too, because when you're going through your life and you're doing things that feel kind of like awkward or scary or making decisions, Uh you don't know what's going to happen. Me, when I'm doing that, I'm like, okay, but I have another episode for Rosie. (laughs) I'll tell her what's next. Get through it. Yeah. And how, what, what can I say in this moment that then will make the story even better when I'm saying it later and be like, and I said this. Yeah. Like I really did. Yeah. Amazing. And also no matter what happens, Rosie is going to be like, we're team Avery forever. (laughs) It doesn't really matter. Well, that's the funniest part about friendship too. Like even when, cause when Eric cheats on Adam, obviously like we don't think cheating is, we being those characters don't think cheating is kind to do like it wasn't a good decision to make it was not nice to Adam and we need to tell him now um and you like knew that was how Otis felt but he did not judge Eric in that moment he was like oh like how are you doing like it wasn't Mm -hmm. like a cheating's bad you've made a bad decision Eric let me tell you now Mm me preachy to you um all that was so well handled too I thought Mm -hmm. Eric and Adam in general I really loved Eric's family in general, like seeing a depiction of going back to Nigeria, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I thought that was great. Again, like normalize Africa. Yeah. (laughs) Africa is a place that you can go. Yeah. It's not just like a weird, but it's not just like a either the Sahara and or people have no water and there's no. Or it's like not just like a crime ridden place yeah, that's that like we, dangerous to go to. Yeah. It's like you a place go. that you can go and visit. And it's a phenomenal to to place Africa. to go and see. Yeah. People live there and love it. Yeah, that was <laughs> I agree with you. And it was so good. And also Africa is not just like you go to Africa. 
like there are a bunch of different countries in it. like the fact Africa, that they were going to Nigeria. Yeah. Like they were Nigeria and like, that's a very particular culture. Very specific. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I also just have to bring up the Amy and Maeve being each other's moms. Cause that was yeah, just you very love that. cute. I love it. I think it's yeah. so cute. <laughs> it is cute. They're like, there's a hole. Like Let's too. fill it with this. I really liked Jean and, um, Jakob's relationship. Oh yeah. Jakob. <laughs> yep, I did too. I liked that mm-hmm. she was part of the reason their relationship didn't work. Like it wasn't just him. They both mm-hmm. were flawed. But I also loved the, so I related to Jean a lot, okay. which makes sense mm-hmm. given who I am yeah. and what I want to do. <laughs> yeah, that's um, true. <laughs> I can also see you with a teenage boy. I'm like doing this type Being of like really mothering. nosy and intrusive. Um, Lovingly yes. involved. Right, exactly. <laughs> the thing that I loved about their relationship is like they have a really strong physical connection. And then after they get going, they discover all these things about each other that are not perfect, mm-hmm. that are maybe not compatible. Mm-hmm. But I think what it really is showing is that like nobody is fully compatible with somebody else. No, you just never find someone that's 100% what you want. And like the person that she thinks she's supposed to be with, Otis's dad, is a fucking asshole and horrible. What to her. an asshole. <laughs> so, Agreed. so yeah so finding someone else that on the surface doesn't fit your like idea of who you should be with or like your schema mm-hmm. of what you think you should be with doesn't mean you should not try to make it work with that person I agree and I think really compatibility is important to some degree like whatever percentage and then a lot of it is I like you enough that I, each day I'm gonna pick that I'm gonna try to make it work with you and you're gonna do that too and that's really and what I like- we're doing Yeah. And I like you enough to respect that there are things about you that I do not like, and I'm not going to try to change that. Yes. Oh my God. Some (laughs) of the stuff that he did that was annoying. I also was like, communicate. Some of it you could communicate to him. Like, Hey, it really, can you please like, let's get you some buckets to put your shit in because the, the cup, like I was identifying with that. I would have been like, I cannot do this with you. Like you, we cannot just put change all amongst the tables, sir. <laughs> you have to, I'll get you a change bowl and you just put it in there. But oh yeah. my God, so funny. Season four. I don't know what the date is, but I know it's in production. So it's definitely coming. And like okay. that baby maybe isn't his. I feel like it's not his the way she said, yeah. like, oh shit. That sucks. That's true. That's a real bummer. That's a real big bummer. I mean, he might hang around anyway, but hang around. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he might continue yeah. to be with her, but he asked if it was hers. And she was like, of course it is. Right. Or his. Yeah. Anyway, the school, like if they're not there, what the, what? what oh, what? that's true. And then I assume it'll start with Maeve just being back or like she's coming back soon from America. But that'll be interesting. Like, what's what's going to be up with Maeve? I do like that they didn't say, we'll just do long distance. It was like, all right, well, Bye. <laughs> see what happens. If, see what happens. Good now. luck. Yeah. I yeah. kind of hope they just do get, like, she comes back and they're like, yeah, we let's go. We'll give it a go. I want to see him give it a go. Yeah. I don't want to watch, like, him be meeting someone or she is an American guy. Boring. Yeah. So there's more to say. It's a great show. Recommend to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and that is Sex Education. That is sex education. That was all the things we watched while Avery was sick. (laughs) We had extra time. And then sex education. Yes. We got educated. 
sexually. That's creepy. <laughs> um, yeah, no list. No Sorry, list. Guys, go look at it on your own time. <laughs> Let us know if there's anything we should be watching from there. We'll do a list again next week when my sound quality is normal. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we can see the same screen. Technologically, yeah. we weren't sure how we were going to pull that off. And then, exactly. you want to announce next week? Oh, yeah. Next week, we're going to be watching the iconic Jurassic Park. <laughs> we really like the pause. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen it. Well, that's what I was thinking when yeah. I said iconic. I was like, except to Rosie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I Okay. I have one memory of it being played when my cousins were watching. I'm the youngest cousin by a lot. And I, I remember seeing a dinosaur hiding behind the couch and then crawling out of the room. Mm. So we'll see how I feel this time. I, I think I'll have a better stamina yeah. for it. We'll see. We'll this see. is the first movie that I remember ever seeing the word feminism oh. uttered in a not negative way. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, so I'm excited to watch it we'll again. We'll get into it. And it's just, we're just doing Jurassic Park original first. Yes. We're not looking at this whole crazy no. thing. Although there's a new one coming out this summer. So maybe we'll, we'll see how, well, maybe I'll become a big Jurassic Park like stand. What if you loved it? <laughs> what if I become upset? What if we show up next week and I'm like, I've watched them all. I've seen four of however many. Uh, there are. Um, and while you wait, in the meantime, you can follow us on social. We are the Rift Pod everywhere. Um, and you can always email us at the Rift Pod at gmail.com. At gmail.com. <laughs> I don't know if that worked with me being <laughs> yeah, at home. I don't either. Um, <laughs> you yeah. a little bit of a lag. <laughs> yeah. So catch us there and we'll see you next week. Bye.